Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 22 of the Worth More podcast. I am, of course, your host, Cami Bleece, and I am so excited for you to be here today with me. Can't believe we're 22 episodes into the second season. I've been having so much fun recording these, and I'm actually really excited about today's episode. A little nervous because I think a lot of us have very strong preconceived notions, but also excited because I'm looking forward to challenging those preconceived notions, opening up a dialogue, and maybe shining some light on an area that you've only heard one side of. What am I talking about, of course? Calories why we think we need to count them, where it's coming from, what the truth really is, and maybe some challenges for you to start acting out, eating more calories, seeing what it does, or just letting go of counting it all. Now, bear with me. Don't turn me off just yet. I encourage you to listen to the episode share your questions, let me know how you're thinking. I cannot wait to share so much of the research that I've been doing to prepare for this episode. But of course, before we get started, sharing with y'all this week how I have been feeling more worthy. And as you know, we've moved to LA and yesterday we actually got the chance to go to the beach just for an hour because that's what we do now. It's close, why not? We wanted some sunshine, it was great. But one of the best parts was that I did not care how I looked in my swimsuit. I felt good, yeah, like I've been feeling really good about my body lately. I've worked really hard to get here. But so often putting on a swimsuit comes with so many questions of how's my tummy gonna look? How's my thighs gonna look? How am I gonna appear? Is it fit? Is it too small? Is it too big? And I honestly just didn't care. I was excited to go sit by the beach. I was excited to soak up some sun, put my feet in the very, very cold water, and then just enjoy that time with TJ. And that really helped me realize that I have allowed myself to shift out of seeing so much of my worth in my body. Of course, I am sure there will be days or seasons or moments where it starts to creep back in, but I felt really excited that yesterday when we were at the beach, I was able to feel so worthy outside of my body and actually enjoy the beach for what it was intended to be, not how my body appeared at that location. So that is how I'm feeling more worthy this week and the moment that I kind of noticed and picked up on it. I would love to hear that for you. So please feel free to share as well as send me any recommendations of topics that you want me to talk about. And if you're enjoying this podcast, please go and rate wherever you listen. Leave me a review. It helps so much in getting and sharing this information with more people and it would mean so much to me. So if you have a couple minutes to do that, I'd really appreciate it. Okay, now let's get started and let's dig into this amazing episode all about calories. So I first want to start off with what essentially is the calorie measuring? You know, we use this as this like hard and fast rule and everybody wants to reference it and track it, but do you actually know what it's measuring? Well, a calorie is a measurement of heat, heat conducted by matter. We are matter. That is it. It is not nutrients. It's not measuring nutrients. It's not measuring imbalances. It's not measuring your health. It is literally measuring heat. And I really liked this quote 
written by Christy Harrison, who is a really great um, thought leader in this space. And basically what she said was, as a product of diet culture, calorie counting is a tool of oppression. Not only does it wildly underestimate the amount of energy we need in general, but it also completely fails to understand what it means to be a human being. Calories say nothing about what makes us feel satisfied physically, mentally, or emotionally. Human beings aren't machines, and our needs for food can't be quantified with mere numbers. I loved that because I get the question, obviously, all the time as a trainer about how many calories do I need and what do I need to count, and I've been there, y'all. I've counted calories. I've counted macronutrients, all the things that we see as the best way of controlling our diet, controlling our bodies, and beating it into submission to look a certain way. But the question that comes with calories is often so rooted in wanting details and numbers. But the answer is not a number, and I'm not going to give you one. So if that's what you're looking for, I do encourage you to keep listening, but don't listen for that. Because it's not a number, it's a question. And the question is, what do you really want? What do you really want from your life? Do you want health or do you want a number on the scale? Do you want fertility or do you want a low body fat percentage? Are you pursuing health or are you pursuing a thin ideal? This might seem like, no, no, it's, it's both and, and I want all of it and all this stuff, but you need to be in tune enough with yourself to know the answers to these questions. And for so many of us, It really isn't about health. It's really about the number. It's really about hearing, oh my gosh, you're looking so thin. Did you lose weight? We want so badly to be affirmed physically, not because anything's wrong with us, but because of the culture we live in. I am not, I don't want you to take from this that you're doing something wrong. It's all your fault. But I want you to understand that The culture you're living in praises the thin ideal. It praises looking a certain way. And that is going to be ingrained deeply into your magazines, your books, advertisements, movies, television, conversations, social media. And it won't even feel obvious. But it's there. And your desire to be thin over actually healthy and accepting a body that comes with that that might not fall into the thin ideal is speaking to where you are putting your worth and where you're learning about health. If you're learning about health from all these magazines that you buy at HEB or I guess not even HEB because I don't have access to that anymore in California, the grocery store or some online fitspo influencer that has no background in health and is just skinny and tells you what she eats, this is not where you need to be getting your information on how to take care of yourself. Guess what? If you want to know how many calories you need to start eating in a day, I'm going to go with a minimum. I loved this theory. You know I love Holy Healed. It's an amazing Instagram account to follow. And one of the things that she talked about was not having um, calorie kind of measurements, but a calorie minimum. And a calorie minimum is 2,000 calories a day. And if that feels like a lot for you, 
it's probably because you fall into the 91% of the population who's chronically underfed and undereating because they've been told that the ideal calorie count for you, a woman who's trying to lose weight and be healthy, is about 1,200 calories. Did you know that 1,200 calories is the recommended amount for a four-year-old who's trying to hit their nutritional needs? That's true. That is accurate. A four-year-old should be eating 1,200 calories to hit their nutritional needs. Now, I'm not going to try and guess how old you are. I'm assuming you're not four. I'm assuming you're in your 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s. Don't you think that you need more calories than a four-year-old? You need 2,000 calories just to hit and thrive and flourish and grow. So I want to clarify, for your basic organ needs, a woman needs about 1,300, okay? The basics. But if you're really looking to live a healthy life that is promised with living that way, right? Lots of energy and balanced moods and good fertility health and all these other things. If you're actually looking to live an abundant and joyful life, don't you think that you need more than the basic bare minimum? Yeah, you do. You need at least 2000 calories. And this doesn't this isn't a matter of okay, how but Cammy, I'm short or I'm really tall or I'm all these things. The reality is that yes, if you're needing if you want to move your body, you need to eat more. If you're nursing a child, you need to eat more. If you want to live more than the bare minimum, you need more. There are some simple signs that you might be noticing within yourself that are symptoms that you're under eating. Some of those are anxiety, mood swings, insomnia, brittle hair and nails, loss of a period or irregular period, obsessive thoughts around food, acne, Those are just some simple ways that you're like, yeah, I'm not thriving right now. I might be thin or I might be losing weight or I might look how the standard told me to look, but I do not feel better for it. And that goes back to the question of what do you actually want? Is this life where you're constantly fixated around food and fearful that your body isn't worthy enough and obsessive about the size worth this I didn't think so. And that's why I gave it all up. If you feel like you're like, hmm, some of those symptoms kind of sound like me. And I know I'm probably eating under 1200 calories or around that or whatever it might be. I'm going to challenge you to start increasing your calorie count. See how your health changes. See how your mood changes. See if after some time you get your period back. It's a scary thing to ask when you've spent so much of your time and energy and years of your life being told that 1,200 is a healthy number or 1,400 or whatever. But that completely negates what your body actually needs. Because if you've already hit your calorie allotment and your body's like, ooh, I'm hungry, what are you going to listen to? The culture that tells you, blame your body, it doesn't know what it needs, don't eat, or a very brilliantly built system that's saying, I know that this random cultural idea that this is normal is what you've been told and believed for so long, but it's not, and I'm hungry. 
where are you going to lean into and believe? You can't blame your body for doing what it was created to do. And that's why I love intuitive eating. If you haven't learned about intuitive eating or you want to learn more, listen to episode 21. I really dug into some basics, foundational ideas of intuitive eating. But what it does is it kind of just poo-poos away how much you're told you're supposed to eat and turns it inward and asks you what feels good, what sounds good, how full are you, how hungry are you. But that can be, like I've said, really scary because It feels safe to have structure. It feels safe to restrict a certain area that's been demonized, like carbohydrates or fat, however many years ago. Trust me, it'll come back and fat will be bad for you again. But the thing is, is when you stop listening to all these fads and you start listening to what your body wants, you become less ruled by food, less ruled by your calories and your body. A really cool experiment was done, and I'm not going to dig too, too deep into it, but I, if this is kind of piquing your interest, I encourage you to go read about the Minnesota starvation experiment. And basically in the 40s, 36 men um, volunteered for a 13-month study around kind of long-lasting effects of semi-starvation, essentially. And they wanted to see how it affected them on a mental level, a physical level, social effects from this food restriction. And basically, when they first started the program, you know, they were eating about 3,200 calories. And then they went into what was called the semi-starvation mode. Now, I want to let you know what this semi-starvation calorie count was. 1,600 calories was not 12 like a lot of people have been eating or think that they should eat it's 1600 with semi-starvation and the crazy thing is that if you read about these men and what happened to them it literally drove some of them to the threshold of insanity it was very obvious to see these guys go from eating their 3200 to their 1600 and it wasn't yes of course they lost weight But what was much more damaging was the mental side effects, was the obsession around food. Some of them would coddle their food and become so fixated on it that they were obsessing about recipes and they were adding water to their potatoes to elongate being able to eat. We eat this amount like it's what we're supposed to do. And we assume that having anxiety and mood swings and insomnia and hormonal issues and obsessive thoughts around our food is just part of life. But it isn't. And the answer isn't in getting a thinner body. That doesn't make these things go away. And these things aren't necessarily just what we have to put up with now. But as these men kind of started to reintroduce more food back into their diet once the the semi-starvation phase was over, they though they kind of gained some physical progress and gained some of the weight back, a lot of their mental health still declined or still really struggled because they just had been so affected by the lack of nutrients, by the lack of calories. And it was really hard to just go back to normal. 
It's so interesting how we're so willing to postpone our lives in the belief that being smaller will make us happier. But at the end of the day, I promise you that if your happiness is rooted in that, you'll never be truly happy and you'll never be truly free. So unless you're living just a pain-free life with lots of energy and you're sleeping great and your hormones are great and all that stuff, then you need to consider that what you're eating and how much you're eating is playing a part. Because sacrificing our bodies to adhere to these standards that have nothing to do with health and everything to do with keeping women small is not worth it. The best question you can ask yourself is why? Why are you doing this? And is there a better option? I know it can feel scary to start increasing your calorie intake. I know that that can be something that's really hard for people to do. It was hard for me to do. And I still remember, you know, conversations with nutritionists and, you know, them being like, well, it looks like you're eating carbs at every single meal. And I don't know, we need to probably cut that back some. And even still, if I'm like, oh, well, I had toast at breakfast and a sandwich for lunch. Should I eat carbs at dinner? Yeah, you should. Because that is what your body needs. And if you start to gain weight through that process, it's okay. There's nothing wrong with you. It's normal for your weight to fluctuate as you increase your calories. But if you're somebody who's been restricting for a really long time and you immediately gain weight, the truth is your body probably wanted to gain weight. It probably needed to gain weight. If it grabs onto it so quick like that, it's typically a signal that you were underfeeding it. And a lot of people will see, okay, Cammie, well, I started to eat more and now I'm hungrier. Okay, that's a great thing. Your appetite is a great thing. And you listening to your body and realizing that it's hungry means that you're more in tune with it. And your body finally feels safe enough to tell you, hey, that wasn't enough food for me. But you need to let go of what's happening to you physically and realize that your mental health should be more of a priority. That the abundant life that is waiting for you to be lived should be more of a priority. So choose to put the calories on a back burner. Choose to start eating more and reshaping that relationship with food. And if you want help doing that, please reach out to me. That is what I'm here for, is to help you reframe the relationship with your body, with food, with movement. If you want someone to walk alongside of you, I am happy to do that. But I just want you to start challenging the realities that you've been fed for so long and maybe realize that it's not all it's cracked up to be, that it's not about the calorie counts then your calorie needs will fluctuate from day to day and season to season. But your body is smart enough to let you know when and to let you know what. And if you don't believe me, that's okay. But it's just because you have been so steeped in the diet world for so long, you don't believe it's possible. But I'm literally here to tell you it is very possible to know when my body wants a salad to know when my body wants a burger, to know when my body wants water, 
to know when it's full and when it's hungry, and to not need a calorie count to tell me one way or the other. So what it comes down to is do you want health or do you want a number on the scale? Do you want to be in tune with your body or do you want to stay locked in the trap of control that feels safe but is keeping you from truly thriving? It's not about the number, y'all. It was never about the number. But what you need to do is start asking yourself why and what you're really hoping to get from all of this. And through that, you will be able to free yourself Through that, you will be able to realize that your worth is so much beyond being the thin ideal because you have so much more to offer. And you've got to free yourself the space to believe that and to step into that. But it's going to be really hard if you're tired all the time, if you're anxious, if you're stressed and you're fixating on food. It's a lot harder to just be and to embrace life so i would love to know your thoughts questions you have around calories but i encourage you to go back and listen to the intuitive eating episode if you're wanting to get more in touch read the book read some of my blog posts ask me questions this is important your mental health and your physical health are important and it isn't what the diet industry has told us it is It's so much more than that. And it's time for you to realize your worth and be brave enough to step into that and embrace it. I hope you all have an incredible day. I hope you feel maybe a little excited, a little intrigued, a little curious. Let me know. And I will talk to you so soon. Have a great day, guys. Bye.